Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast, where your source for personal, professional, and organizational growth and development, where we share original research, explore industry trends, and interview executives and thought leaders from across the globe. We hope you join us often for practitioner-oriented content around all things related to leadership, HR, talent management, organizational development, and change management. Maximize your personal and organizational potential with Human Capital Innovations Podcast. Do you enjoy the Human Capital Innovations Podcast? Enjoy ad-free listening by going to the Patreon page, and please consider contributing even at the producer or sponsorship level. And please leave a review. Thank you for your support. Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. In this HCI podcast episode, I talk with Bradley P. Jones about his book, Treading the Deep, Inspirational Lessons on Life and Leadership. Bradley P. Jones, welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. It's a pleasure, and it was fun just getting to know you a little bit in the pre-interview. Turns out we are like in the same place. Uh, you're about, I don't know, 10 minutes up the road from me here in Utah. Uh, we're both south of Salt Lake City. And uh, today we're going to be talking about Brad's book, Treading the Deep, Inspirational Lessons on Life and Leadership. And I also just have to say, before we really dive on in um, to the nitty gritty of this conversation, our, our, um, the coincidence of us just happening to be up the road from each other um, doesn't end there. It turns out that we actually grew up like right next to each other in Oregon um, long before we ever ended up in Utah. Uh, so wild and crazy world, small world, and it's great to connect with you and a pleasure to, to be with you to have this conversation today. As we get started, I wanted to share Brad's bio with everybody. Bradley P. Jones, Command Sergeant Major, enlisted in the United States Army in 1984 and served until 1988 as a ground control approach radar repairman. Upon completion of his initial enlistment and a break in service, he joined the Utah Army National Guard in 1993. His military awards and decorations include the Bronze Star Medal, Meritorious Service Medal, Army Commendation Medal, Army Achievement Medal, Good Conduct Medal, Armed Forces Reserve Medal, Afghanistan Campaign Medal, Global War on Terrorism Service Medal, Armed Service Component Achievement Medal, and the Master Aviation Crew Member Badge. My goodness, you've uh, done a lot and accomplished a lot. His military education includes the Primary Basic and Advanced Non-Commissioned Officers Course, the United States Army Sergeants Major Academy Non-Residence Course, and Bradley's civilian career. He now works for the FAA as an airway transportation system specialist in the service operations center of the Salt Lake Air Route Traffic Control Center, and he resides in Lehigh, Utah. Again, a pleasure to be with you, Brad. Such a pleasure uh, and such a, a fun coincidence to, to find that we have all these points of connection. Anything else you would like to share with me or the audience by way of your background or personal context before we just dive on in? Um, really, uh, just that, you know, my um, 
hobbies are uh, love hiking, um, love um, biking, road biking, mountain biking. Um, I have family with uh, six kids. I'm uh, recently a grandfather for the second time. Um, love the outdoors of Utah and um, and I'm sure you're well aware of the you know the great outdoor opportunities uh, back in Oregon. So uh, whenever whenever I get back home, we try to take the kids and go somewhere um, cool in, in the Willamette Valley and um, mm-hmm. and then uh, in 2017 and 2018 I rode uh, STP uh, Seattle to Portland did that. 205 mile bike race um with my brother and nephews and um, we're planning on doing it again this year um with uh my son and um and my brother and his a couple of his sons whoever whoever wants to go so that's kind of a little bit more about what i like to do well that's so cool and uh, listeners the podcast know i also have six children um i've i have probably not the same race but i've done a couple of 220 mile bike races uh, as well. So that's something I've enjoyed. Anyways, uh, lots of interesting connections. I, I think yeah. we, we uh, need to connect outside of this conversation today. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah. Well, let's go ahead and dive on in uh, your book, Treading the Deep, Inspirational Lessons on Life and Leadership, um, was released last year. And you've been doing lots of interviews and talking to people about this. Uh, I, I'm thrilled to be able to to unpack some of the contents of it uh, with you today uh, for the audience. Why don't you start by just telling us a little bit about why this book, what inspired you to write this book? Why this book? Why now? Well, um, when I uh, was promoted to um, the position of command sergeant major uh, in my battalion, um, that's the top enlisted uh, uh, position in the battalion. And um, you work directly for the the battalion commander Uh, and uh, many battalion commanders, as soon as they take over, they put out their leadership guidance. They call it uh, a command philosophy, and um, and so I saw the command philosophy of of uh, the last battalion commander that I served with, and it really inspired me. Um, and it was l- super short, like literally like five sentences. You are you you are on the team, um, you know um, stuff like that. Little bullet statements, and so one day we just got into a conversation and he said, you know, I'd, I'd really like to see what kind of command philosophy you would come up with. And so, um, having gone through the Sergeant Majors Academy, I, um, had written, um, over those, that two year non-resident course, I'd written probably, I don't know, um, eight to 10, um, 10 page papers, uh, you know, 10,000 words a piece, um, stuff like that. And uh, many of the topics they gave you were, you know, personal choice, you know, write about something that, you know, helped you become the leader um, that you, that you became. And so uh, when I started to look through um, and consider a command philosophy, I kind of went back and started reading some of those stories that I'd written. And um, I realized I have quite a body of work here and so um, over time, I just started to piece them together. And, and then I thought, well, I'll, you know, I wanted to write about what I was like when I was younger, um, growing up in Oregon, um, that whole thing. And, um, and so when I finally uh, got signed with Morgan James Publishing, uh, they asked me if I wanted to utilize a editor. And I said, absolutely. And so 
um, she helped me basically just, you know, totally organize everything and, and weave the storyline um, through the whole thing. And so, um, you know, when I submitted that final manuscript to her um, to read and, and help me with, um, it was probably 120,000 words at that point. And so that's kind of where the book came from. Yeah. Thank you for that background. And it's great to hear not only the origin story of the book. Um, it's, it's also, I think it's inspiring to hear about how these kind of books percolate up when it maybe wasn't even your plan in the first place to, to write it. You know, people, sometimes they'll make a goal and they say, I'm going to write a book. I'm going to get, you know, whatever concept or idea, I'm going to get it out there to people and disseminate it. Um, but it sounds like this was kind of a happy, you know, happenstance that you just over time had developed a lot of materials and decided this would be worthwhile to people. Uh, and I think that's great. Uh, and it's also wonderful to, to be able to learn more from your, your unique background uh, in military service and your professional life and the lessons that have been learned from all of that. Um, all right. With that as a foundation, let's talk now about some of the experiences that you describe in your book. Were there any that were the most memorable that stick out to you the most that you would like to share with the audience? First and foremost, you know, the book is basically kind of a, it's a, a true American story. You know, I was, I was a young guy, directionless, um, on a whim, uh, accompanied uh, my best friend down to the recruiting station because he had already joined. Um, and so ended up in a conversation with the recruiters and he, have you thought about what you want to do? You know, kind of like that scene in Forrest Gump, you know. And, um, and so, you know, and just talking with those guys and they said, well, you know, why don't you just take a, take a practice ASVAB test? So I did, and I scored really well on it. And they're like, you can pretty much do whatever you want to do. And, um, and so, you know, I decided I wanted to be a radar repairman. Well, much of the book, much of the storyline is the fact that I joined, joined the army, went to basic. Went to school to be a radar repairman, was in school for a year and um, got stationed in Arizona, never touched a radar, asked, was asked to do a completely different job in the test and evaluations command. Um, and, you know, we were we were the elect, part of the electronic proving ground, which is, you know, back then we were testing night vision goggles and UAVs were brand new and being tested and. Uh, and so, and then I, I was uh, on a team that tested basically the genesis of GPS. Um, and so all that stuff was being field tested back then. Um, so I never got to work on a radar, um, got out, came here to, to Utah after serving a mission and, um, and um, joined the Utah National Guard and then started working on Apache helicopters. Um, and did that, loved that, um, but always kind of felt like, you know, I always wanted to work on radars. That was the whole purpose of me joining. And so uh, ended up uh, getting a, posi a position with the FAA, um, thought, I would gonna, thought I was going to work on radars. Nope. They're like, we want you to work in the air traffic control center. 
So here I am 20 years into the, my FAA career, never touched a radar. Um, and so, you know, much of the story is about the fact that just basically kind of, you know, picking yourself up and continuing to move forward despite, um, you know, you know, life throwing you some curveballs, and it definitely threw me, you know, some major curveballs. I mean, my uh, my first wife um, passed away suddenly um, in '03, uh, completely unexpected um, and absolutely shocking uh, um, experience. I had my, you know, three young children. Uh, remarried um, and added a daughter um, who's wonderful. And then we had two kids, you know, two more kids of our own. Um, so I've got kind of the older, the middle and the younger. And, um, but, you know, there's, I talk in the book, I talk about um, several experiences, including, you know, the sudden death of my wife um, as kind of a backdrop for, like I said, you know, life's going to throw you some curveballs, and and you know, the most important thing is to just you know pick yourself up and and keep moving forward because you know good things will come, and that's one of the things that I always talk to my soldiers about. Was, you know, do you do you honestly think that when I was in your position, I expected to, that I would be in my position now? Um, you know, absolutely not. Um, and so I talk about some of the early leaders I had and um, some of the um, fellow soldiers that had a huge impact on my life um, and still continue to have an impact on my life. Um, and so, you know, if they like a good, you know, down home American story, you know, this this book will appeal to them on on many levels. Yeah, that's great. And maybe we can talk more about some of those early leaders that have influenced you. You already mentioned um, a military uh, example, um, but perhaps even going earlier in your life, what what were some of those that started to shape your perspective and your framework around leadership and its influence the way you've led people uh, during your career in life? Well, I mean, you know, first and foremost, I, 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 um, there was a whole section written about my childhood and how I um, ended up living with my grandparents. Uh, my parents divorced when I was young in grade school. And, um, so my dad really wasn't a part of my day-to-day life. And then I ended up, uh, in my junior and senior year of high school living with my grandfather or my grandparents. Um, and my grandfather had a huge impact on me. Um, still to this day, I hear his voice in my head and, um, and then, you know, going into the military, um, I mean, that's obviously a, it's a very shocking experience for most people. Uh, and then those early leaders, I talk about, you know, the invaluable service that our drill sergeants do um, for, you know, our sons and daughters in um, helping them, you know, jolting them into adulthood and, uh, you know, and being responsible and, and, and uh, in some very uncomfortable ways at times. And, and so if they've, uh, if the reader's never been in the military or ever associated with the military, you know, this book will, will speak to them because it is a roller coaster ride through basic. I mean, most of the, I'm, I'm probably, I'm well over a hundred re- reviews uh, uh, on both Amazon and Goodreads and uh, Barnes and Noble. And the comment I get the most is that they feel like they're with me. 
on the ride. Um, and, you know, I have to kudos to my editor because she helped me to pull the reader in to, to my level, you know, to seeing uh, things like they're standing right beside me. And, um, and so, you know, the early leader I uh, had, uh, I talk about him, his name's Jack. Um, and um, he just, he had a, he was the father figure that I kind of never had and um, just had a, a tremendous impact on the leader I became because I always measured every leader after that against Jack. And, and then I had a Sergeant Major um, back then that I got to know pretty well. Um, and, you know, the guy was, uh, had two tours in Vietnam, ran a POW camp in Vietnam. Um, just an amazing, amazing story. Um, and I, uh, got to know him, uh, on a personal basis. Uh, and he, I was never comfortable when I was around him. I was always, you know, sitting up straight, you know, on my seat and back all straight. And, um, and so, but he had a, he had a huge impact on me. Um, and so, um, then there, there are the stories in the book about the things that I, the dumb things that I did as a young soldier. I'm sure that, uh, many readers who had no, you know, experience in the military will be able to relate, um, to those. And so I wrote, I wrote about them. Um, you know, I, I drove a five ton truck clear across the base in Arizona um, and never took the emergency brake off the trailer I was towing and um, pulled into the motor pool and this massive cloud of white smoke just, you know, as I stopped, it just continued on and went past the cab of the truck. And I just hopped out of the truck and just looked at the ground. Oh my gosh. And those, those emergency brakes on that trailer were red hot and just some it, very embarrassing things that I, that happened that I now laugh about. Um, but they were character builders for me. Um, and so, you know, those are the stories that as I, you know, when I became a Sergeant Major, that soldiers would come up to me and, and say, you know, Hey, Sergeant Major, can you tell us the story? Tell us that story about when you, you know, got kicked out of either your, you know, first leadership school, um, but eventually ended up graduating from the school with the most demerits in the history of the NCO Academy um, in Fort Bliss, Texas. So there's that story. Um, and so, like I said, the, the reader is going to be taken on a ride that uh, they've probably never experienced. Oh, that's so fun. And, and like you said at the beginning, uh, you know, I, I think all of our lives are a bit meandering. Very few people you know, have a very clear path from the very beginning. Um, and, and most people as they get into their careers, for example, end up doing a whole variety of things often very different than what they had initially planned uh, for, or even went to school for. Uh, that's a pretty kind of typical story that I hear over and over again. It sounds like it applies definitely to you, Oh yeah. Uh, perhaps, perhaps even in more extreme ways uh, for your experiences. Um, it's, it's also, it's a story of resilience. It's a, it's a story, um, you know, a reminder to all of us um, that even when things don't work out according to our best laid plans, that ultimately they can turn out even better if we're willing to learn and adapt to the situations we find ourselves in.
if we get frustrated, uh, I mean, it's okay to be a little angry and be frustrated to have those negative emotions when bad things happen. But if if we get stuck in those negative emotions and we ruminate and rather than learning, growing, moving on, we just are stuck there, uh, then those, those types of um, experiences become derailers uh, and really inhibit our opportunities. But on the other hand, if we can lean in to and be a little bit more agile around those types of disruptions that happen in our lives, um, you know, then we can see, you know, the silver lining, so to speak, we can see what there is to learn from this, this hard experience, uh, and we can pivot. And it's been my experience as I've meandered through a whole bunch of different things that oftentimes, what ends up happening, if I leave my options open, and I try to you know, develop and build meaningful relationships with people that over time things end up working out better than I planned. Uh, and I'm a pretty meticulous guy. Like I plan a lot. I I plan, I prepare. Uh, I don't like to leave things up to chance and I prepare to a point and then I just kind of let things happen. And I find that usually almost always what ends up happening isn't what I plan for. And it's usually better. Um, and so I think just, just being a little bit flexible uh, is, is really important as we navigate. Uh, one of the things I know you talk about in the book is how your son also served in your own company. That's got to be a bit unique. Uh, maybe tell us a little bit about that and how that impacted your leadership during combat deployment. Well, he uh, he was 10 um, when his mom passed away. Um, and you know, so there were some tentative years there where, uh, you know, I was, um, my major concern was with, you know, my, the three children, um, that I had with my first wife, Randy. And, and so, um, you know, he, um, there was some, some, um, real struggle there, uh, in his teen years. Um, and, but, you know, at the, at, about the midpoint of his junior year, he said, you know, I want to join the guard. Of course, he'd grown up coming up to the hangar where I worked full time um, and, you know, climbing around the helicopters, climbing on the Apaches and the Blackhawks. And um, we had a number of uh, other airframes there. And so, um, you know, he just said, i I, I want to follow in your footsteps. And so I, I just said, well, you feel this way during, you know, during the middle part of your senior year, you know, um, let me know. And so he did. And so, you know, we got him, um, uh, we got him off to basic training after a senior year. And so, um, and at that point in my career, um, about the time that my first wife passed away, um, that's kind of, you know, when, when I kind of came back, uh, you know, I took a hiatus, uh, from the guard for several months and came back and, and, um, it just seemed like at that point, my career just like, just took off. And, um, and so, uh, we, we got tapped for a combat deployment. And so, um, he went off to basic while we were getting ready for the deployment. And then we were, uh, in, uh, Fort Hood, Texas, doing mobilization, um, training. Um, and that can take like a month to get ready to, you know, go into a combat zone. Um, and so, uh, he finished up his school while we were in Texas. And the next thing I knew, 
I got a note saying, you know, you're going to go pick up several soldiers. And he was one of them. Um, and so, um, you know, it was, it was both, um, a sense, you know, a sense of pride, uh, of having him, you know, get through basic graduate from, uh, he became an Apache mechanic. Um, and, um, and then, you know, catch us on, on the tail end of our, our stay in Fort Hood, Texas. Um, but it was also nerve wracking because my son's there, you know, and it's, um, you know, one of the things I talked to my soldiers about was just, you know, get, get used to a level of uncertainty, uh, going into a combat zone, you know? Um, and so, you know, there, there's, uh, you know, all the, all the protections in the world for, uh, for those of us in aviation and the job that we do, uh, supporting other units, um, with, with the Apache. Um, and so, you know, we got into the country and, um, got set up and started, you know, maintaining and, uh, Apaches and flying missions and stuff. And so, um, it, it was, uh, it was a comforting on one level to have my son there, but also kind of uncomfortable on another level because, you know, he, he didn't know, um, you know, what was, uh, some of the dangers out there, um, for, for being in a combat zone. Um, and so, um, he, you know, the one good thing about the whole deployment was that, uh, you work seven days a week, um, 12 on 12 off. And, um, they became, we took a whole bunch of very green mechanics and they, we brought back um, some incredibly experienced mechanics. And um, there's really uh, at this point in his life, he's, he'll be 30 in April. There's really nothing he can't fix. I mean, I'm going to him now asking him questions about my cars, you know, because he came back and continued on and um, has been a mechanic and, um, and, you know, so he, 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 he far surpassed me a long time ago when it came to, you know, um, being a mechanic and, and knowing how to fix things and knowing, uh, you know, what, what makes things, uh, what breaks things and what, you know, what fixes them and stuff. And so, um, he's, he's a great resource for me now, uh, to ask questions of, you know, have you ever, have you ever messed with this or, and so, um, yeah. you know, he's, he's, a uh, um, it, it gave him tremendous life experience. Yeah. Well, that is fantastic. Brad, it has been a really fun conversation. I know at the time I'm going to have to let you go here in just a minute. Um, there's a lot more that could be said, but that's the beauty of having a book uh, that people can pick up and check out, uh, the stories and, and learn the principles that you share throughout uh, and apply and, you know, think about how we can apply these into our lives, into our work place experiences, our own leadership philosophy. As we start to wrap things up, I just wanted to give you a chance to share with the audience how they can connect with you and find out more about your work. And then give us the final word on the topic for today. Well, uh, they can um, connect with me on Instagram at author Bradley Jones, um, all one word. Um, I'm on Twitter, uh, author BP Jones, uh, and then Facebook um, is uh, bradley.jones.3914. Um, and so, um, I'm, I'm out there on social media, uh, you know, try to post, you know, positive, um, things, um, 
and um, I've got um, some great content with, uh, um, you know, snippets of my book. Um, also, uh, some of the Apache photos and videos that I've taken over the years. Um, I'm putting those up on on social media. And so, um, you know, and like I said, it, you know, my book is basically an, an American story. It's it's, you know, kind of a um, uh, not not really appropriate uh for for me but kind of a, like a almost a rags to riches kind of story you know young man starts off in life uh and kind of directionless and then you know um goes into the military and then hits a stride at some point along the way has you know has some tremendous ups and downs um and so one of the things that that i'm most proud of is that you know when the when the reader um finishes the book i guarantee you they will say that they have been on a ride um that was that was uh moving uh poignant and unforgettable i love it thank you brad it has just been a real pleasure i encourage the audience to reach out get connected find out more about what brad can do for you check out the book and as always i hope everyone can stay healthy and safe that you can find meaning and purpose at work each and every day and i hope you all have a great week you enjoy the human capital innovations podcast enjoy ad-free listening by going to the patreon page and please consider contributing even at the producer or sponsorship level and please leave a review thank you for your support thanks again for joining us for this episode of the human capital innovations podcast I hope you stay healthy and safe and that you have a great week.